Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Music Reviewer Podcast. My name's Josh, and today we are reviewing um, another album, which will be episode 23. It is going to be our first official country album. Um, and yes, that is accurate, even though we covered Margot Price not too long ago. The Margot Price album really wasn't country music uh, at the end of the day. It was more of like Americana, uh, I don't know, adult alternative rock uh, type of album. But yeah, this is uh, going to be Luke Bryan's uh, latest album. And the title of the album is Born Here, Live Here, Die Here. It is his 10th studio album. And just before we get started, I just want to let everyone know the last episode of the Music Reviewer podcast was over the latest Stand Atlantic album, Pink Elephant. Uh, I thought that was a fun pop punk album. I was uh, happy to cover uh, something in that genre. Hopefully I'll be able to cover something uh, in relation to that. But uh, pretty happy I discovered Stand Atlantic and was able to review the album. But yeah, uh, let's go ahead and get started. So if you don't happen to know uh, Luke Bryan by now, or you're just not an avid country music listener, um, I guess I'll give you a lowdown on who he is. He's an American country singer-songwriter, uh, megastar at this point, that was born in Georgia. Uh, he's the son of a peanut farmer, according to Wikipedia. Ended up signing to Capital Nashville in 2007 uh, after, you know... Uh, after kind of doing the um, singer-songwriter thing uh, and writing songs for artists like Billy Currington and Travis Tritt um, after graduating from college, which, according to Wikipedia, he graduated in 1999 and then uh, two years later decided to move to Nashville. So I guess in the early 2000s, he was really grinding and probably doing the songwriter thing and uh, kind of just uh, doing what he had to do. But it ended up paying off. He is regarded as probably one of the biggest country stars ever at this point, um, mainly in terms of like stats. But I'm sure at one point in time, as long as he keeps on doing music, he could, uh, you know, be regarded as like a um, a George Strait, if you will, or maybe a uh, I guess a less uh, outlaw Johnny Cash in terms of like, uh, you know, just name value. Um, but I guess uh, over this, the span of, the, you know, since 2007, which is now 13 years, uh, he has had 23 number one hits on country airplay charts, uh, which is ridiculous, I'd say. I don't know the record, but I'm assuming he's probably at the top or near the top. Um, and he's also gotten to becoming a American Idol judge uh, till this day, uh, which I think started in 2018, which, uh, you know, say what you will about American Idol, but um, he at least has some mainstream relevance by being on that show. So in a way, if there was a face of country music, it could be Luke Bryan. Um, and I guess in terms of music, he is a pretty straightforward guy, country artist. His, a lot of his songs are about women, drinking, fishing, you name it. Uh, if it's a country trope, he's probably sang about it or sung about it. Um, but he does have some talent overall. He, I mean, he did start off as a songwriter uh, and writing songs like Good Directions for Billy Currington. Um, and I'd say that's probably one of his songs, his strong suits. Uh, his voice is 
pretty good, I'd say. Um, it is distinguishable, uh, especially within country music. A lot of people sound the same. Uh, so overall, he is quite talented. And I'd say his success really doesn't kind of equate to like his uh, image or, I guess, reputation, uh, I guess, amongst music people in general or country people in general. He's kind of regarded as one of the I guess douchebags that uh, made bro country big and the whole bro country phenomenon is kind of its own you know subject matter in itself and i can't really go over bro country right now it's too long there's too many artists i can't i'm assuming it started at somewhere when luke bryan was taking off in the late 2000s and the ripple effects still are uh coming to, uh, you know are still playing out right now on country radio and country and music in general um but nonetheless um yes uh the uh, luke bryan phenomenon i guess uh just to recap started in 2007 he signed his record deal since then he's released 10 albums um and I'd say uh, this track that kind of started it all, All My Friends Say, uh, is probably a great song to just, if you're ever going to listen to Luke Bryan, to kind of just get your hands on. Um, it's, I'd say it covers just about all you need. Personally, I don't think I ever heard of Luke Bryan until maybe I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, the song Do I was a really big hit, I remember, around that time. And for some reason around that time, too, I was just listening like country music around that time, like Rodney Atkins, uh, Alan Jackson. Um, and I'm not even a big country music guy. Um, I uh, have since uh, have expanded my uh, palette. I guess around the time I was also fond of uh, groups like Lady Annabellum and uh, Brad Paisley. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving out a few more. Um, but I guess one that was always uh, there in the mix was Luke Bryan. Um, I was also into like some Billy Currington too, but um, that phase didn't last that long. And um, yeah, this uh, now we are here in 2020 and Born Here, Live Here, Die Here has arrived. Um, I'd say overall the album is kind of just a hodgepodge of like different country subgenres where Brian tries to highlight maybe some of his influences track to track because um, he's in this album, he's ditched the bro country aesthetic. I think it's, uh, it's kind of over and done with at this point. And he's probably seen the uh, writing on the wall. And uh, this track uh, has some bro country um, still, but, um, but I'd say for the most part, each track has their its own character and uh, I guess distinct sound. Um, there's not really uh, kind of like a concept going on here. I feel like this is just a mixed bag of tracks that were recorded over some uh, amount of time. And um, I'd say that this is probably an improvement since his last release that I briefly went over, um, What Makes You Country, which I believe released, uh, I think, around... 2017 let's see here i have it up yeah 2017 and i'd say this was a huge success for him it only made him bigger um which had tracks like light it up most people are good sunrise sunburn sunset um i'd say light it up and sunrise sunburn sunset were heavily in the bro country uh palette most people are good was more of a charming track um you know a feel-good track um but still very much a, a luke bryan type of song um and um 
yeah, I mean, I guess the overall consensus is that he's uh, he's not very good in terms of like country diehards. Um, so I kind of went into this album just trying to be somewhat open minded. I wasn't expecting a a good or decent album. I kind of went in with pretty low expectations, uh, and I've been really seeking to cover a country artist since this podcast started. Um, and it just so happened that one of the biggest ones uh, right now and possibly ever dropped an album. Um, and overall, this album is, I'm quite indifferent. I don't think it's terrible. And I also don't think it's substantial, um, you know, for the most part. There are some decent tracks on here. Um, I'd say it, just going from the beginning, the track Knocking Boots, uh, it is a hit on the radio or it was released uh, some time ago. This uh, was the first lead single, but the album got delayed. So this track really doesn't feel like it was meant to be on this album, but it, it did anyways. Um, I don't really have too much to say about it. Uh, to me, it wasn't really a highlight. Um, to me, it has like this stupid happy-go-lucky lyrical material, like things need things message, which is super... Uh, I guess oversimplified. Uh, it features like cheap snap percussion in the production for most of the song. It's annoying and loud. Uh, there's a terrible reverb effect on Brian's voice. Uh, overall, the song is quite catchy if you're just listening to it on the radio, but it's just a little too oversimplified. It sounds like generic country music. Um, I'd say the next track is an improvement, What She Wants Tonight. I'd say this, however, still is in the bro country vein. It has this mid-2010s country aesthetic with the sleek bro country melodic lead guitar that opens up uh, with a riff in the intro. Uh, throughout the song, the guitars are just pretty buried in the chorus and the verses at times. Um, there are some decent guitar riffs that are thrown in and out of the second verse, I'd say. Uh, if you really want to try listening for it. The track reminds me of the, a Dustin Lynch type of track. It kind of has like this muted guitar groove. I thought that was one of the, you know, better parts of the track. And Dustin Lynch being one of the bigger bigger bro country artists right now. And lyrically, it's it's bro country uh, in the subject matter. It's a I'm drinking with a girl song. And, it you know, it's heavily immersed in the aesthetic. Um, it goes for that big chorus, though. It's the obvious strength in the song. Um, the knocking track that on the second and fourth beat, especially on the beginning of the track, that's like meant to replace the snare hit. It's it's not very good. It sounds quite terrible and cheap. Um, overall, the track just has this arena rock kind of aesthetic too. It has like this guitar solo that feels very arena rock. Um, the song overall maybe could use some low end as well. Um, and it's just a little sappy, but let's let's take it back a little bit. This is an improvement over knocking books. I knocking boots. Um, I did say some bad stuff about what she wants tonight, but overall, I mean, in terms of like a bro country song, it's okay. Um, the next track, I'd say we get into like this hodgepodge kind of idea where born here, live here, die here, it kind of sounds like a, an Eric Church song at the beginning. Uh, there's some obvious influence from like Eric Church's aesthetic. There's some like quick rhythmic vocal lines that sound very similar to what he, uh, Eric Church would sing. I like the organic soundscape at the intro though. It's not bad. Um, but overall, like the subject matter, it's very pandering to like this country, small town, like right wing, like culture, uh, which is smart. And of, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect any less. But um, 
it's just a little cheesy. Um, it maybe could be on the nose when it's pandering to that, but I think that'd be giving the track too much credit. Um, there's just so many tropes thrown in the song as well to the piano embellishments in the second verse and the the guitar solo. Uh, it's exactly what you'd expect to happen. Um, despite the variation and like the aesthetic and how this song is very different from the previous track, I'd say this is probably the weakest song so far. Um, the next track is one margarita, which I think is the most recent hit. Um, and you know, when this song first came out, I was like, okay, Luke Bryan's doing his thing. It's, it's a radio hit. There's some obvious Kenny Chesney influence. It's a song about drinking during the day. Um, you can't really get mad at that. It, it's, it's what you'd expect. Um, I'd say though, that the song, when you really listen to it, there's just like this, this cheap synthetic sound in the voice, especially in the chorus, when he's singing that one margarita, two margarita part. Um, it's, it's really weird. It sounds very synthetic, almost robotic. Um, there's some nice grooves at times, especially in the bass and the low end. Um, and I'd say the one interesting thing is there's like this layered vocal thing that's happening on Brian's voice. I'm not sure if it was an actual different singer singing on the low end, but, um, it's kind of makes me wonder like, why was that so prominent in the mix? I don't know if maybe Brian's voice just wasn't strong enough to pull it off. Um, or if that was just an artistic choice, it's just a little aloof. It just doesn't sound, uh, good when you really try, uh, listening into it. Um, the next track though, I thought was an improvement Too drunk to drive. It has this obvious Texas country influence. It reminds me of the song kiss me in the dark by the Randy Rogers band. Now that song by this point in time is quite old, but, um, it's kind of a little late for Luke Bryan to be borrowing from this genre or subgenre, but I like that it was thrown in here. It kind of makes me wonder what could have been if he went in that direction. Um, it has this muted guitar groove and some bright acoustic guitar instrumentation. Lyrically, it's kind of a fucked up song. I mean, it's just unapologetic on, you know, meeting someone at the club and being enthralled and wanting to hook up with them right then and there. Um, and just the whole symbolism of being drunk just by looking at them. Uh, it's definitely a song that's meant to be played at like a local country bar for like drunk people to dance to. Um, the instrumentation does fit well. I like the track overall in terms of production and, and like, I guess, composition. There's some nice organs, some present guitars. Um, the melodic guitar lines and the outro are quite decent as well. Uh, probably one of the stronger songs on this album so far. Uh, but then we kind of just go into like this weird shift where we have Build Me a Daddy, uh, which is an obvious song that's supposed to pull on the emotions and appeal to like the pathos. Um, it's a down-tempo track. It's a storytelling track. It's kind of fucked up on the lyrical content as well. It's about a child losing their dad uh, to, uh, you know, a war. And it's pandering to the fallen soldiers trope that happens all too often in country music. And it's... Yeah, I understand the uh, importance of honoring fallen troops, but um, to capitalize on it for a commercial hit, in my opinion, is a little um, untasteful. Uh, overall, the song is an okay composition. It probably features Brian's best vocal performance on here. Uh, the guitar accompaniment and the rest of the imp instrumentation is used nicely. Um and uh, the the guitar tone, I go back to it, is quite nice, actually. I enjoyed that part. Um, and uh, given maybe not the subject matter of the song, I'd say it's probably one of the better songs on this album. 
And then we have a uh, little less broken, which I think is, you know, um, a positive on this album. There's some light instrumentation. It's a bar romance type of, uh, you know, song. Um, so there's some nice colors thrown in and out at times. Like it has the aesthetic of a country's, a nineties country song, maybe like some Brooks and Dunn. Um, probably f it probably features the best drum track on here and instrumentation is just solid. Uh, it's a subdued track. It's mid tempo and it all just kind of works together. Um, and it kind of ditches the bro country aesthetic and it kind of just shows what he was capable of this whole time. Uh, like I said, it's a hodgepodge. Now we're like in nineties country. Um, the next track I didn't think was too, uh, interesting for a boat, I think is probably the most filler track on this album. It's not bad. It's not significant either, really. Uh, just a bunch of country tropes here. Uh, where are we going is the next track. And I think, I thought this was probably the most interesting song, not the best, but just in terms of like what was put on this album. Cause I would not have, this probably wouldn't have been put on a Luke Bryan album in his past albums. It features a female vocalist, an uncredited one at that, uh, that just does a good job on the out on this track. I mean, she sounds decent when she's on here. There's some organic instrumentation, some plucked guitar lines. Uh, some rich and lush textures um, when the strings come in. Um, there's some nice slide guitar, and it it kind of all just comes together on this big chorus, and it tries to go for that effect. Um, it's not really something that you would hear on mainstream country radio. I don't think this album, this track, has a chance to be on country radio, and it's this is it's kind of a good thing on this album. It's kind of a, this track is kind of Americana like. Um, it's, uh, you know, not very douchey or in your face. Um, there's some scenic imagery in the track. It's interesting. And I, I'd say there's really not nothing too bad about it either. Um, and then the album has kind of gone to an end. We kind of come to an end on the album on the next track down to one, which I feel this, this, this track could have been scrapped. Um, to me, it doesn't make sense to be on the album. I think it's just another grab at another hit possibly, I would expect this to be a single. It's just a very mid-tempo, poppy track. There's drum machine in here. Um, some keyboard organ tones that kind of just come together with like this for this pop aesthetic. It almost doesn't sound country. Um, it's obviously made for the radio. And I'd say you can probably uh, use the newly coined term boyfriend country uh, on this song. All it's missing is a Justin Bieber uh, appearance or maybe even a hip hop verse. That's how, uh, I guess, poppy and I guess uh, tangent like this track is. If someone threw like Sway Lee on here, that would say, okay, that's really not that far off. Um, there's some sappy lyrics on here. I'd say... Uh, Brian sounds uh, least present on this vocal performance here. Very glitzy production. Uh, I'd say a positive. The melodic, the melodic elements on the track aren't bad outside of the vocals. Uh, it's just a very confusing track. It's like on the level of like a Maroon Five like sounding track. Uh, it's really inoffensive. It's sanitary. Uh, it's a huge contrast to like the song Too Drunk to Drive, um, I'd say, which is a dirty bar song about hooking up with someone um, after meeting them for the first time. Um, so, yeah, like I said, it's a hodgepodge. This album has a lot of ups and downs. And for that reason, I'd say it's more like it's a five out of ten. 
Um, I feel like if they stuck to like maybe that Eric Church sound, that uh, you know the uh, maybe some more Americana, some uh, '90s references, some Texas country, this could have been a great album. Um, it this album kind of makes me uh, a little uh, unpleased at the potential that Brian has had this whole entire time because the highlights are highlights and uh, the lowlights are lowlights because uh, you know when we end on something like Down to One, it's just sanitary and uh, I guess useless uh, in the grand scope of the album. So, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, this album kind of just, uh, is more of a starting point for him to kind of just do whatever he wants and not confine to like bro country anymore. Uh, and admittedly I did like some bro country. Um, I'll say that. So, uh, and always, as always take my uh, opinion with a grain of salt. Uh, this is just me, uh, pointing out what I liked and what I didn't like, but in no way is I my am I an authority on country music or Luke Bryan, but yeah, if you got it uh, this far to the review, thanks for listening. My name's Josh. I'm the music reviewer, and uh, I'll catch you guys soon.